This podcast contains swear words. Hello and welcome to Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne, a podcast about art making, creativity, not giving up, and living well in the process. And hey, we're still in a pandemic, so how are we going to live well in the process? Although I'm coming from the perspective of the performing arts, the themes and issues discussed here apply to all of us. Whether you consider yourself an artist or not, life is a creative act. I'm your host, Tara Cheyenne Friedenberg, a choreographer, actor, dancer, writer, and educator living on the unceded ancestral territories of the Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish nations on the west coast of Canada. And before we get rolling into episode 22 of Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne and my interview with Jeanette Kotowicz, friendly reminder, please subscribe, like, rate, review, share this podcast with your friends on social media, word of mouth. It really does help us get the search engines to pop it up a little bit sooner in those lists. And if you can, donations really, really help us. We are a nonprofit organization making art and supporting artists. You can donate by going to the upper right-hand corner on www.tarashayan.com and click donate. I'll also put that in the show notes. Notes from the studio. Now, I have not been giving notes from the studio in a while. Because for many of us, we cannot go to the studio because the studio, she is uh, locked down. But uh, here on the West Coast, studios are opening up again. And I am a lucky member of Progress Lab, which is a collective studio of theater companies and dance companies here in Vancouver. And I have been in the studio. I have. And something interesting has happened I was making an ensemble piece that was to premiere the beginning of October 2020 in Smithers, B.C., one of my favorite places in the world. But alas, not this year. Um, so I mourned it. I mourned the loss of the group piece of these fabulous dancers, uh, performers, creators that I had been working with. But once I kind of emerged from that sorrow, I realized that I must keep going somehow. We don't know exactly how this is going to look. How will we continue as artists? But we're artists. We make shit up. So we're going to keep making it up and make up ways to share it. Because if we don't share it, you know, if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? Well, it does make a sound, but we need people to hear it. So what I've done, and I got to, you know, toot my own horn here, uh, because I think it's pretty smart, is instead of making an ensemble piece, I have made a solo with ensemble. So I have taken some of the ensemble members who had the time and didn't have small children. 
and along with six others. So I had eight fantastic artists in the studio with me, not all at the same time, safe distance, big space. So we were able to be really safe, which was so important. And so these eight creative, wonderful people were in there with me, two, three at a time, creating what has become a solo but it is a solo created in community, created with an ensemble. And I feel like every time I'm up there doing it, they're all with me. And that just feels really good, especially in these times. So the takeaway that I offer you is how can you, in relative isolation or with distancing, how can you bring in your ensemble into your process? There's so many ways to do it. Well, I know people who have you know, had Zoom open while they write. And their colleague on the other end of the Zoom call is also writing. And they will like check in. How's it going? I'm going to make a coffee. How's it going now? Knowing that somebody is there really makes a huge difference. So check that out. Try that out. Maybe you have um, some creative ways of making that happen. I'd love to hear about it. You can contact us by way of Instagram, Tara Cheyenne TCP, Facebook, Tara Cheyenne Performance, or email me, info at tarashayan.com. I'd love to hear your strategies and we will share them on the podcast. A faux show. And now for my interview with Jeanette Kotowicz. Jeanette is a ray of sunshine. She's a great creator and performer. She is now a filmmaker, as many of us are learning how to be, and she is just really rocking it. It was such a pleasure to speak with her over Zoom. And of course, as we're all pivoting here, the sound quality isn't that great because it's Zoom, um, but you can hear us speak and you can hear our conversation, and it was just delightful. And you will hear in the interview, one of the things that I think is a a great takeaway is to acknowledge when you feel like you've done something really well, to acknowledge when you've made something that you really like. Because so many times we downplay, oh, this whole thing or something like that. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, thank you. I'm working on it. I don't really know. What if, what if we just went, yeah, that's, that's good. That's some good shit. I just laid down on the dance floor or wherever. So try it. Let me know how it goes. I'm trying it. So far, not super successful. I'll be completely transparent, but I am trying and will continue to try. Okay. Here we are with the (laughs) Jeanette Kotowicz. (laughs) Jeanette is a dance artist, creator, changer of worlds. Jeanette is from Treaty 4 originally in Saskatchewan. She's Cree and Métis and European background. She's a ray of sunshine and very funny person. And um, I'm just really happy that she had the time to sit down and talk to me today about all things Jeanette. I don't know why I want to say your name that way. I just always have. (laughs) Well, it is a French name, so... True, true. I'll have to add Ray of Sunshine to my bio. <laughs> yes. I think everyone should know. Yeah. <laughs> so first, um, start us off with 
what you are, what have you been doing all pandemic summer? You've been busy. Yeah, surprisingly, I have been. There was a few weeks there where right at the beginning of the pandemic where I was kind of like, am I even going to be an artist anymore? Is Am I going to have any work? Because it was just looking pretty dismal. <laughs> but I, yeah, I ended up sort of getting a lot of um, offers around doing more uh, work online um, through uh, making videos. So I really dived into that and I really wanted, like when I, when you think about dance on film, for me, I want, wanted to really focus on how to ha- still have my embodied practice come through, through, you know, a, a more, I don't know, it gets, it's more linear once it goes on, um, online on, you know, once you film it and stuff. So so yeah, I really wanted to focus on editing and how editing can be like the choreography and how making those choices, you know, keeps the audience stimulated and engaged. And so I really dived into that and um, I feel like I've been pretty successful with that. And, you know, now my videos are on my website and people can go and do them. And I kind of think of them as little like archives, little snippets. So I can tell that my editing got better from, you know, video number one to video number, I think I'm on video number six now. Yeah. Yeah, So I guess I've tried to adapt to what the new, um, you know, new ways of engaging audience. The other thing that I did is I, I continued on with, uh, residency, um, which I did go back to Saskatchewan and, I didn't get too much flack from community about, you know, going uh, to different provinces, but I did drive my car and it was very safe. So I didn't fly. And that was a 10 day residency. And uh, out of that residency, I made a, I created an online journal to sort of track the 10 days. And one, one woman wrote me back. She was so sweet. She said, I felt like I was receiving a letter from a pen pal. So I thought oh, that was really nice. I, I know. I thought that was really beautiful. And I thought, you know, yeah, how are we keeping in touch with our peers? And how can we, um, you know, it's I had some resistance for sure about, you know, sharing my work online and what that means. You know, it's still I'm still negotiating <laughs> with every new offer, I guess, with every new project, I still negotiate with myself. How is it gonna benefit me? You know, am I just doing it for a paycheck or am I doing it because it is something that I value? So yeah, I've been busy. Wow. It's yeah, it is like kind of this ongoing negotiation and it's like this new form. Yeah. You know, that we haven't had before this like performance online because it's not strictly making dance films. Mm -mm. It's something else. And when you talked about the journal, it makes me think that so much of what we're doing now is about just like maintaining connection and community and continuing to, to storytell, which is, I think, our essential service, if I may be so bold. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. And and I think too, like it's, it's a personal touch um, in the sense that like, you know, we're not sharing studio showings right now and we're not 
gathering and so how how do you um you know maybe it's like make a space that people can gather so when i put it out there when i put it out online i offered it as a digital installation or in place of a studio showing so that the invitation is to take time as you would take time you know attending someone's performance for an hour and there could be a dialogue around it so that was my my intention for the offering and then of course it is funneled back into my long-term project, which is called Kiskituan, um, something that I've been working on for quite a long time, but I haven't shared a lot. So it's, you know, it's kind of been a nice um, journey to really be adaptable and to just have to like let go, like, okay, I don't even know if it's going to happen in the theater. Maybe it's going to happen outside, where it's going to happen, all these things to just let go and still maintain the integrity of the work, I guess. That's the big challenge, but also the big opportunity, I think, now. Um, So you're working on this solo. And can you just talk about what that's like, how you're kind of keeping yourself creative in this time where we can't really be with a lot of people? Are you bringing in like a one or two people? Like, how are you doing that so it's feeding your creative self? Yeah, well, there's this funny language now that I feel like we've all sort of adopted since um, COVID. And so like, I have really had to go towards what's essential. (laughs) (laughs) What is essential to the work? Obviously me and my engagement with my practice. And then, you know, I, I, I tried for a little while to still engage collaborators, but some collaborators you really just need physically with you. And, you know, so maybe those collaborators have sort of become consultants during this time with the intention that we will be in the same room together again. And so, you know, I had to find some kooky person that would travel to Saskatchewan with me (laughs) to go do my crazy land-based research in the hot prairie summer. (laughs) So Deanna Peters, her and I drove together. And so, you know, she's my uh, creative producer for this work. And she previously was also working with me as Outside Eye. So now now she's just like more intertwined in the project. So she helped create the journal because she is a graphic designer and a website designer with. Then she's also supported me artistically as Outside Eye. And then also helping me towards creatively produce this work. So it's, it's really beautiful. And, you know, as artists, we always take on many, many roles. And so it just feels really integrated, actually. and. Yeah. And then, you know, my other collaborators, as far as lighting and sound, they're still there. They're still, you know, sound is something I can start to engage with here in the next, like a uh, couple of months, which I will be doing. Um, but yeah, I guess all of that said, it's really just coming back to myself and taking like, you know, I, I've had mentors mentor me over the years, but it's like stepping into what that power is of saying, no, I, I'm, I'm owning my own work and, and that this is a vision that I've been holding for a long time. And so, you know, to have my senior artists sort of not as present right now, it's actually been really liberating and really empowering. So yeah. So yay. <laughs> so I think that's so important. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Um, in a previous episode with Zara Shahab, we talked about decolonizing one's own mind. Mm. How I feel like sometimes, especially, you know, just in this, you know, the Euro canon of dance and art making this like, okay, there's a way to do it. And I have to go to somebody else senior and find out how to do it. And while that is useful, 
it's like your gadget is going to tell you what you need to do. And you're also like mm-hmm. inventing something that's never existed before. So how could anybody else know how to do it except for you? Oh, for sure. Do you find too, I, I'm finding in this time, because it's so weird, is that like, like coming back to the essential, like what do I really want to make? What really matters to my practice? Have you made any discoveries? Has anything like fallen away? Uh, has anything new come up in this uh, time of reconsidering or evaluating? Well, I was definitely destabilized there for quite a while around uh, Black Lives Matter and Indigenous Lives Matter. So that was kind of, I mean, so amazing that this time is hopefully going to be very transformative for our future. But yeah, very destabilized for a number of weeks there. Um, and I guess that was the moment where I was reevaluating, like, do I drop my artistic practice and become an activist? <laughs> but of course, you know, that was just me um, impulsively wanting to respond forcefully, I guess. But, you know, of course, there's room to do both of those things, to be political, to be poetic, to do all these things in our practice. So, yeah, I'll just, you know, I just keep looking for ways to become more educated myself and to educate others. And yeah, so I would say that that, you know, I've had a number of times during the pandemic, just like thinking, will I be an artist after this? Am I still an artist? <laughs> and of course I am. <laughs> and uh, and that's, I do keep coming back to my physical practice, my cultural practices, my spiritual practices as a source of grounding and, um, you know, just what keeps me healthy and whole when everything is crumbling around you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you, can you share any, anything that's really working for you in terms of like keeping you embodied and keeping you grounded and in your practices? Eating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cooking good food and eating. Like sometimes when I don't know like what's going on with the rest of the world or with myself, I'm like, okay, you can make some good food and eat. (laughs) Is there anything particular that's like that you're eating a lot of or that you've discovered or? I made the other day. Oh my gosh. I made the best meal. Um, I was inspired by a couple of collaborators I've been working with. Um, it's like a vegan poutine, but like all at home. So it's like roasted potatoes with roasted zucchini and some roasted carrot and roasted garlic. And then a vegan miso gravy and then crispy kale on top. Oh my God. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. That sounds very good. So good. Yeah. I love making, I love making breakfast. So I make like yams and you know everything roasted and then kale on top and eggs on top I love having a really good um it's usually more like brunch though it's usually around between 11 and 1 (laughs) 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 depending on the day (laughs) I love it I love it that sounds delicious um but yeah the, the the other thing I would say Tara is just going back to the land like I you know I put my car in storage for a little bit and I just took it out to drive home And since I've been back and I've been doing outdoor filming, you know, a few mornings I jump in my car and I went and filmed at Lighthouse Park and I'm just like, why don't I ever do this? Like I, you know, I obviously because we're busy, we're artists, we're at capacity, we're at class, we're in rehearsals, we're in the theater, you know, but just like getting out before 8.30 a.m. and, you know, driving 40 minutes and being in the woods, like, I don't know. So that's something I want to carry through um, in the next you know, a little while is really getting like, we are, we have so much available to us here as far as nature and, you know, and it's so good. It's so I, you know, 
even though I was like a bit tired after like going and walking and I still had my work to do for the rest of the day, I'm energized from it. And it's like a good, you know, a good energy to be so close to nature and the water or the mountains or whatever. There's so many options available. (laughs) We're so lucky. And I've felt that's my lifeline. Yeah. If I can go into the forest or put part of my body in the ocean. Yeah. (laughs) I just got to plug back in. Yeah. I am a little bit nervous about what our winter is going to be like in a pandemic, you know, with the rain, because you can feel it coming. And I'm like, I don't want that. I know we've, we've been talking about like, and we did it in the spring a little bit. We went out rain or shine, like first thing in the morning we played, we played badminton in the rain. Yeah. Well, I mean, we tried to play badminton. Let's be clear. It was not badminton. Um, you mentioned the inspired to cook from collaborators and you collaborate with a lot of really exciting artists. Are there keys and maybe keys that you found during this weird time that make collaborating with other artists work well for you? What do you find um, creates that synergy? Yeah, so I just had a really beautiful experience these last two weeks of doing a really high-speed collaboration with two collaborators I had never previously worked with. And I haven't really, other than, you know, on my own project this last little while, I pretty everything's pretty much been a solo practice since COVID. But One thing that I propose, which is so useful, and I want to also engage with it just from my solo practice, but I suggested, like right from the beginning of my first email, I suggested that we, because it was a high-speed collaboration, but it totally translates to any collaboration. But basically, I suggested that we come up with working values from like our first conversations should be, what are our working values? Yes you know, they don't have to be the same, but just to, you know, speak about it or like, maybe it's more like, what are my values? What are your values? You know, how do they talk to each other? Don't talk to each other. And then also have it be, you know, working values that can be maybe in a document that, um, it doesn't have to be even a formal document. Cause I am always trying to decolonize my practice. You know, it can be archived in whatever way you want that, you know, you can revisit it. So the values could be adapted or changed as you go forward, or maybe there's some that are more prominent. So that's something I want to do, uh, continue to do um, just for myself as an independent artist. So what are my values? How do they change? Like, how do I record them? How do I engage with one on, a, on, on one day and another one on another day? So I would say that, you know, and communication is so important when collaborating, communicating, negotiating, and listening, I guess. <laughs> the big one too. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so brilliant. But I find to keep circling back, to keep circling back, to not assume that things are decided because everybody signed the same contract, you know, yeah. that, that keep the, keep everything alive, whether it's a paper document or this, the conversation. Absolutely. Oh, great. Values. I love it. Okay. So you've talked about the things you're doing to keep yourself creative in these times. Um, what's balance look like to you? You've, you've already kind of touched on it a little bit, nature, uh, your spiritual practice, food, cultural practice. Is there anything else that's like really helping to have that or find that balance or is, or is it just not working too? I mean, that's also valid. Yeah, well, when I read that question that you texted me this morning, I, you know, it is as artists, because we have such a fluid work life practice, sometimes I don't feel like I have balance. <laughs> I don't feel like, you know, I have much 
time for social things or for seeing friends outside of my, you know, whatever project I'm working on. But yeah, I guess what I think is sometimes I don't feel like I have a lot of balance. But then, you know, I have these moments of just thinking, man, how lucky am I? Like, how lucky are we that we get to do something that we really truly love and that we believe in, that we're passionate about? So I'm going to cry now. (laughs) I always get sensitive, but, you know, I I do feel like um, there are sacrifices that you have to make and, you know, that it's a lot of work and it's a lot of determination and a lot of rigor, but there's so many gifts in it as well. And there's so much, you know, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else with my time, even at those frustrating moments where I'm like, oh, I have no life. I just want to be at the beach. I don't want to be, you know, constantly, I don't know. But it's only me driving me, you know, like I'm my own boss. So I have nobody else to really say, oh, you're working too hard. Like, it's just me with myself, you know? So, sorry, I'm emotional. Oh, and it's beautiful. It's a gift. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, I don't know. Sometimes, yeah, maybe not a lot of work-life balance, but art is life. (laughs) So, and it is my life. So I don't know. That's something that I, that I've just like surrendered to. And, you know, when you, when you are having frustrating moments, you just have to remember, like, there are all those beautiful, amazing, profound moments that that's, that's why we do what we do, you know? And so, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that is balance then. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's cut and dried. I think balance can be there in the state of unbalance or a colleague said in a Zoom meeting the other day, difficult can be joyful. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, that's really it too. Mm-hmm. Do you find that, you know, as your own boss, uh, you know, <laughs> air quote, <laughs> that you're able to find the kindness to tell yourself, way to go, Jeanette. Like, yeah. Oh, sometimes yes. Sometimes no, (laughs) you know, like I, I am hard on myself. Um, but yeah, like lately, like I'll sometimes post stuff online and I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking proud of myself. I'm doing it. Like we did the thing we said we were going to do. I did the thing I said I was going to do. I got that done, you know, and I am proud of myself. So yeah, I do give myself props for sure. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. I'm so glad. And surround myself with people that think highly of me. <laughs> or, you know, just like, I do look for the joy, you know, in, in my work, in my daily practice, in my performance practice. Like, where can we find those you know, we should be having a good time. Obviously, there's a lot of serious hard work that needs to be done, but it should be nurturing us too. So then it should be healthy. Like I was thinking something that you said, oh, around the balance. People, everyone struggles with their mental health. And, you know, although maybe I don't have, you know, the the lines are blurred between work, work work-life balance, but, you know, the more I work, the more I feel well. And the more I'm working through my things and then, you know, able to, if my mental health is slipping or whatever, able to come back as gently as I can and say, okay, like, you know, you're working through your stuff, but you can also go to the work as a place to be supported and to be carried if you're like having a hard time carrying yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. That's so good. 
Okay. We could talk for so long. I just love talking to you. Um, and it's such a treat because Jeanette and I have worked together here and there over the last few years. And I just, you know, pandemic, fuck, you know, I just haven't seen you in real life. Um, we've been on a couple calls. <laughs> That's it. Um, so it's just so nice. Yeah. Okay, one last question, okay. and it's, it sounds frivolous, but I actually don't think it is. Is there a show you're watching that's giving you joy? Is there a meal? You already talked about some really good food. I'm going to have to eat after <laughs> this. A physical thing that you're doing that you found that you're excited about right now? Yeah, there's a number of things. I just said, you know, I have a quiche in the oven, but I have been running a lot. It's hard on my knees, but it helps, again, with the anxiety and mental health. You know, I love being in the ocean or in the water. Um, I don't know if there's like one thing. <laughs> it's kind of, I have to, you know, I start every day and I'm like, what is the thing that I need today? Oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, something physical. And, and I feel like I'm more physical now in a different way, just different activities. Um, more for me, I guess, because like you, I don't see a lot of my colleagues. And so it's all self-driven. But I'm trying to be clear <laughs> one thing is. It doesn't have to be. I love multiplicity and okay. and gentle. And I mean, just what you said is like waking up every day and going, well, what do I need? Yeah. And I think as like dance artists, as like performing artists, because we're not in the studio, we don't have class to go to, um, mm -hmm. you know, finding all these ways. I just started running this week too, actually. And I've just been like, this is fantastic. Yeah. You get your tunes and just, Giver. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. The other thing I've been trying to do more is uh, sing, um, sing and drum. So I, yeah, I've been taking my drum with me to various places. And that's another thing that I use for my practice or for my protocol or for engaging with new collaborators or engaging in new spaces. If I'm feeling, if I'm feeling confident or if I'm feeling clear that that's, you know, that an offering needs to be made at the beginning or the end of a session, um, I'm just engaging with that a little bit more. So singing is prayer as well. So <laughs> It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. All right. So what's the next thing? I'm going to link to your website and your bio and, yeah. and Deanna Peters, the great Deanna mm -hmm. Peters, if you need a website. Yes. Or anything. <laughs> so I got uh, approached by Forum Festival. Festival of Recorded Movement to create a, a dance film that is around land acknowledgement. So it's actually going to be shared um, at the beginning of every program after Sophia does her land acknowledgement. So like, this is where I am giving myself props. Like, I don't want to like, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say it, but like, I feel like I made such a beautiful work. And this is why I was saying like, my editing, my directing, my eye, all these things have really um developed since you know four months ago since I started doing this work and sort of en encompasses all these um questions and curiosities I've had this last little while around uh, land-based research I have to finish editing it today and send it off before I can go camping <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that's the last thing I just uh worked on this uh past couple of weeks and I'm really excited to share it. And I also feel so honored to be asked to do, um, I don't know, I, I appreciate when um, festivals or artists or organizations are looking at different ways to engage with land acknowledgement. Because as you know, like one of my works 
you know, asks those questions of protocol. Um, I also really wanted to make something, you know, because it is a festival of recorded movement. So I wanted to be, you know, make something that was on par with my peers because, you know, I imagine a lot of the other, um, it's very DIY style. So I, I just did it all myself. And um, yeah, and I know that a lot of the other films in the festival have, um, you know, they have teams that are working with them. So I feel really pleased with what I made and it's really beautiful. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I think that's great. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I have always, I love and have learned so much from you uh, about like engaging as a soul in land acknowledgement. It's um, mm-hmm. such important stuff. Oh, I can't wait to see that. When does that happen? So the festival starts on September 12th. So it'll be shared on the, you know, at the beginning of the festival and then throughout each of the programs. So I also feel honored that it's, you know, it's going to be reviewed, like re-shown, re-screened for the entirety of the festival. So yeah, I feel so honored to have been, and I love the framework when I was asked, which is like, oh, that's so beautiful. And then the actual process of it myself, you know, I had an impulse to go to a location and so I would go. And then, then I also, whatever the land needed in that time, in that space, I had to, you know, it's around listening again. So it was, oh my gosh, it was almost like the land was my collaborator. <laughs> you know? That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So I had to listen. I had to figure out what the values are of that space and that place. And, and then all the editing and all the designing that comes afterwards. But I'm really happy with what I made. It really feels like an offering. So I'm stoked. <laughs> beautiful. Well, I just want to thank you for all that you continue to make and offer. I'm so excited to see what you're coming up with as you move forward with your solo and all your other collaborations. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. On this podcast of mine. Yeah. (laughs) And that's it. Episode 22 is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much, Jeanette, for sitting down with me and sharing your inspiration, your ideas, your recipes. So go check her out. We'll put her links in the show notes. And please reach out at Tara Cheyenne TCP on Instagram and Tara Cheyenne Performance on Facebook. Or you can email us info at tarashyan.com. Support this podcast at TaraCheyenne.com, upper right-hand corner. Press the donate button. And thanks to our producer, composer, editor, the fabulous Mark Stewart. Get in touch with him, Mark, at MarkStewartMusic.com. Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne is a production of Tara Cheyenne Performance. Please, please keep making shit up. And be well. Wear a mask. This podcast is effing good. good.